Coming to you live from the great state of Oklahoma. We are two months, two days into quarantine, but hey, who's counting? It's your favorite podcast with your hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. I can't believe it's already been two months since the NBA shut down, but time time's moving kind of fast in May and April. Um, hopefully only a few more months to go. But Is it sure really? I think it's just a few more months, Matt. <laughs> Maybe I don't, a I don't year. think it's going fast, but okay. I it has gone fast, but uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram at Burgers Brats, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio at Burgers Brats. We got special guest Reed Newport joining us today. Reed, thank you for being here, second time on. Yeah, appreciate y'all having me back on uh, the greatest podcast ever. Uh, I had fun last time, so <laughs> that's right. Got to be back. Hey, congrats on making the cut. Good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to have you back, Reed. These these last Appreciate few it, weeks, these last few weeks, they've gone back. They've gone by pretty fast. I think you guys don't agree. Everything um, is yeah, it's slow. But I think once once I got used to not being able to leave the house, it did kind of speed up a little bit. But no, it's not. I'm not enjoying. I'm it. having fun. I'm having fun in here. I'm just chilling, watching TV, catching up on some classic movies and stuff. I'm having fun. I'm I'm getting tired of TV. I'm getting tired of just doing the same thing, man. I'm ready for something else. Well, hopefully we got some NFL. Uh, they said they're going to play their games. Uh, schedule came out this past week. Um, we're going to break down um, team schedules, what the records are going to be, and then um, some key matchups for this upcoming year. Week one, uh, Texans at Chiefs. Um, and then we got the Cards, 49ers, and the Saints and Bucks are week one. So week one has got some fun matchups. Week three, you got Chiefs and the Ravens. That could be a um, Western um, Conference Championship right there, or AFC. And then 49ers at Cowboys are week 15, so we got to wait all the time for that. But some predictions for some schedules. You guys are both Cowboys fans, so I'm sure the Cowboys are going 16-0 and in your minds. So, Matt. What every what, year? What are you predicting? What are you predicting for this eight and eight Cowboys? Okay, well, first off, again, the eight and eight era is done. Jason Garrett's gone, so we can put that away. Um, look, it, the Cowboys do have some tough games, especially um, I believe when I was looking at the schedule, a really tough December. Um, but I, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna be at least a ten and sixteen, even even better than that. I think um, they, they they've got so many weapons. And I know this whole thing, and I know you give a lot of crap about uh, Dak, but they've they've really got a really strong offense. And so we'll see if, if the defense can step up. I think this is definitely a ten and six or better team. I don't know what you think, Reed. What 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 do you think about the Cowboys? Uh, I'm I'm pretty optimistic. I had them at twelve and four um, just because the the vision is, is so. Optimistic. It, it, well, I'm a it's kind of biased also, but. Um, this, the division is not strong. I mean, the Eagles will be okay, but other than that, um, there's not much. And then they, they made some free agent signings um, in the front seven. I know the secondary still needs work, but I think the Ravens um, may be trying to shop Earl Thomas, so maybe they could finally make that happen. Um, but like you said, the offense and then they added CD, which is probably the steal of the draft, so um, I'm excited. Read what you said of the NFC East is why I have the Cowboys going 11-5. and five. Pretty good. 11-5, six easy wins in that division. And then they play the Bengals. So that's at least seven wins, right? 
And then the Ram, they play the Rams too. But yeah, you got an explosive wide receiver group. Dak Prescott is getting better each year. You still got Zeke, and they've added to that defensive front seven. So I, I'm optimistic about the Cowboys this year. I hate. To well, say I never it. thought I'd hear you say that. <laughs> I know. Are you I, sure that you're still Braxton? Are we talking the same person? It's because <laughs> it's because of their um, schedule and their division, Matt. That's why. Okay. Well, good. You got reasoning. I like it. <laughs> All right. Next uh, team we're going to dive into is the Packers, who still have no help offensively besides Aaron Rodgers. And um, they drafted quarterback uh, trading up to get um, love in the draft. So because of – even though they didn't draft any wide receivers, I, I still have them going 11-5. They've got an easy schedule. And then you've got Rodgers um, having that fire under him as – um, I'm sure the Packers wanted when they drafted their another quarterback. So, um, Reed, Matt, what do you guys think on the Packers? Go ahead, Reed. What are you thinking? Uh, I actually – I had him at 8-8. Eight and eight. I think um, drafting Jordan Love is going to cause some problems in the locker room. I don't know what they're going to do with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's going to, you know, try to mentor him or not. But um, I don't I don't think they have enough offensively. And I actually thought their schedule was kind of tough. Um, they have the NFC South, which – um, is probably one of the tougher div- – well, maybe the best division um, yeah. in the NFL. And then I think the Bears um, are going to be a little bit better. And um, the division, the, the North is not going to be easy, and I don't think that um, they're going to be as good as they have been in the past. Yeah, that's why they have 11-5 because of their division as well. That, yeah, yeah, I agree off that. Uh, you know, they were 13-3 and this past year. They were 7-1 and at home, 6-0 and in the division. That's not happening this year. Um, I, I see them more maybe around what the Vikings had at a 10 and six record. I think that's what Green Bay will be. They're not winning 13 games this year. I can guarantee you that. That's that's not happening. All right, uh, NFC South uh, Saints. Matt, I do have this team going 13 and three. Um, even though it is uh, one of the best divisions in football, I think um, they know how to control those games with Drew Brees, Sean Payton. Um, but I do think they go one and one with Brady. Um, but yeah, I think the Saints are legit still. It's going to be one of Breeze's last year, so I think they do pretty good this year. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the tougher divisions now. I mean, this that battle with Breeze and Brady, and then you know you got Atlanta and Carolina that will will still try to you know make some noise. Atlanta trying to be better than their seven and nine record from last year. I don't I don't see the Saints getting 13 wins. I mean, I, I see them could be like a 12 and 4, 11 and 5. I, I I don't know. I mean, they're they're still very strong. I mean, it but again, Breeze is older and yes, Breeze can, you know, take care of father time. I mean, he's just he can probably play till he's 60. Um, but I don't see him 13 and 3. I'm going to I'm going to pin him at more at a 12 and 4, 11 and 5 team. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I had between 10 and 6, 11 and 5. Um, just because of the division, everybody in their division got so much better um, through free agency. And I kind of think that they might have might have missed the window. I know the last few years they've been really good, um, but they haven't been able to get over the hump. And I don't know if, if this is going to be the year. All right, and then staying in the um, south, we got the Buccaneers adding Tom Brady. Um, they got Gronk, Bruce Arians. I think this team will be good, but they're going to be rusty at first. Uh, there's no practicing. Um, Got to get a new system, new everything. Um, so I, I think they're going 10-6 and six, uh, this year for the Bucks. Tom Brady. Reed, what do you think? 
Uh, I got him at 12 and four. Uh, I agree. I think the offense is going to need some time to just get adequate to the system and, you know, get used to everybody. But um, their front seven is not being really talked about their defense. Um, I know they, they re-signed uh, Ndamukong Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul. Um, and then Shaq Barrett led the NFL in sacks. So I think that um, that'll be able to get through or will help them get through in the beginning while the offense is trying to figure it out and then they'll get rolling. I think I've got them at 11 and five. Again, this is a Tampa Bay team that was two and six at home last year, obviously now with Brady. Brady doesn't lose at home and he'll help them with that. Um, they'll be much better at home. I'm going to pin them at 11 and five. Yeah, that wide receiver core is dangerous. Oh my goodness. Best in football, I think. They've got to be, right? Oh, yeah. Dallas might have something to say about it. But yeah. <laughs> Dallas up there. <laughs> All right, then the Cardinals, uh, one of our teams. Um, Kyler Murray coming off Rookie of the Year. Um, hopefully he does not have a sophomore slump uh, like Baker Mayfield did. But Cliff Kingsbury, another year under his belt. Um, but they add DeAndre Hopkins. So that's going to be major improvement for that offense. I've got them going 10 and 6. Um, they've really just got to compete with the 49ers, well, and the Seahawks, but Rams should be two easy wins in that division. So I got 10 and 6 for the Cardinals. I'm going to I got them at 9 and 7. I still think the Rams are going to be dead last in this division this year. Cardinals will be third, but I'm going to pin them at, at 9 and 7. Yeah, I like 10 and 6. I think um with the weapons they added, um give Kyler and Cliff another year, I think they'll they'll be a lot better this year. Yeah, you, Kyler Murray can just throw it up to either Larry or D. Hopkins on either side, so that's going to be nice for him. Exactly, I mean, they got King and Drake also. That's true. Team. All right, um, Matt, 49ers, what do you think? Ooh, um, I mean, this is, again, a, a tough division, too, because them and the Seahawks just kind of always battling it out, especially last year. Um, I'm going to go 12-4. and four. And that may be really optimistic. I don't know if they can be able to, you know, have that, you know, 13-3 and three success they had last year. I'm going to give it to them and just say uh, they lose one more game. So I'm going to go 12-4. and four. Reed? I got them at 11-5. and five. Um, I think after making the run, they'll be able to sustain a little bit. But I know they lost some uh, offensive weapons. Um, I think they probably still win the division. But like uh, Matt said, I don't think they'll be able to win as many games as they did last year. Yeah, I've got the 49ers at 11-5 and five as well. Uh, they lose Emmanuel Sanders, some wide receiver power, but they do have that Super Bowl um, um, run on under their belt. So I do think they still win the division. <clears throat> so eleven and five for me, and then uh, staying in that uh, conference or that division, uh, Seattle. They're going eleven and five as well because they still have Russell Wilson um, as their quarterback. I got Seattle at nine and seven. Um, I just don't. I know they've been good for a long time. I just don't feel great about them this year. I think their division is going to be a lot tougher with Arizona um, being better and obviously the 49ers. So this could be the year the um, Seahawks fall. Start to slide a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I mean, this Seahawks team I'm looking at, you know, 11-5 and five last year, they were 4-4 four and four at home, 7-1 and one away. That's, that's, I mean, you know, you talk about going up to play in Seattle and that's supposed to give them that real home field advantage. They didn't have that last year. I think they're going to be 10 and 6 at best uh, going into next year. All right. The Patriots losing Tom Brady. They still have Bill Belichick and Jared Stidham as the quarterback. 
I'm going six and ten on this one. They they're still in an easy division. I think the Bills are going to be a good team there, but um, no Brady. I don't see them winning many games. I'm going to go seven and nine, just because of their division. Yeah, I mean the Bills are Bills are good. Uh, we'll see if the Jets take and the next stand, and we'll see what the Dolphins do. Um, but yeah, I mean they could be a really bad team this year, but I think seven and nine or I feel it. I got him at, I got him at 500. I think just the culture alone, they'll, they'll be able to sustain a little bit. I know they don't have a, really an answer at quarterback. Um, I wish they'd go get cam. I know he doesn't really fit. The, oh yeah. That'd be nice. The Patriot mold. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that that would be exciting to see. I, as a, I wish they would have signed Andy Dalton, um, which I know he went to Dallas. So that's good for me, I guess, but. I think that would have been a better fit. But, yeah, I got him at 8-8. Uh, eight eight. Yeah, I'm surprised the Patriots haven't picked up a quarterback um, going with Jarrett Sidham this year. All right, so Ravens. At least somebody that can yeah, beat. I know. Yeah. Go get Dak. And then the Ravens coming off a what we thought would be a easy Super Bowl win um, for them last year, easy Super Bowl run. I got them going 13-3. and three. They're learning from last year. They've got the MVP still on their team, um, one of the best running backs of all time, Lamar Jackson. Uh, so I got them going 13-3. and three. I'll agree with you on that. I mean, they are, it's, they're a fun team to watch, a complete package on offense and defense. You know, they could even go 14-2 again. But I, I think to kind of be more realistic, you know, they'll probably lose another one along the way. So I'm going to go with you 13-3. Yeah, I had him at 14-2. and two. Uh, I think pretty much echo what you guys said. I think Lamar is going to be on a mission, kind of like we saw Mahomes last year after he won his MVP but couldn't get it done. I think he's going to be more focused on winning. Yeah, and this um, NFC or AFC North division it is going to be pretty tough, so I wouldn't be surprised if they lose a few more games um, than what we have. Then the Bengals, Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon and A.J. Green. This team – I think they'll be pretty decent. Um, first year, a uh, new head coach, so six and ten was what I'm rolling with. Maybe too often. That's exactly. That's exactly. I think what I I wrote it down the other day. I think I had them. Actually, I think I only had them at a few more wins. I may have actually had them at like four and twelve, but six and ten is probably more right. I mean, he'll Burrow will definitely help him but they're not going to be that much improved going into next year, but they will be improved. So I'll go. Yeah, that's what I had him at four and 12. I don't think, um, I think, Bur- I mean, any quarterback that comes into the league is going to have to uh, adjust a little bit. Um, Burrow won't be an exception. I don't think. Um, and they're in a real tough division. So I had him at four and 12. I do. Um, I don't know if you guys looked ahead. They, they should be playing two a week 13. What do you guys think about that? Ooh. That'll be fun to watch. I'll go with the Bengals on that one. Yeah. That'll be yeah, a I fun matchup. So All right, and then saying that division, uh, Browns, Reed, what do you think? Uh, I had them at 10 and 6. I think, um, you know, they've they've struggled, I know, but they, they improved the O-line in the draft. Um, and they also got a, a good steal, I think, in Grant Delpit in the second round. Um, I think – um, they'll be able to put it together a little more this year and hopefully get the double-digit wins and maybe make a playoff run. Yeah, I'll, I, I agree. I'll go with that. 
I've got them at I got them at eleven and five. Uh, they've got a pretty easy schedule besides um, playing the Ravens twice um, this year. But offense, they've got Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. This offense should be really good. Defense is still good. Miles Garrett um, will be coming back, so that'll definitely help. Um, new OC, new head coach. So I I think it should be a better chemistry, better year for them. It should be, but who knows? It is the Browns. Anything can happen with them. So true. And then, so and then AFC West, um, Chiefs uh, coming off a Super Bowl victory. I got them going 12-4, and four, um, but they do face the defending division champs in three of their first four games, so they've got a challenging start, but I've got them going 12-4. and four. I'm going to go 13-3. and three. There will be no hangover. KC is still dominant, 13-3. Yeah, I like 13-3, and three too, pretty much what you guys said. They're going to keep rolling. All right, the Vegas Raiders. Uh, Matt, what do you think about them? I think the Raiders uh, – I, I could really see them taking a giant leap and, and being a 10-16. and 16. They'll, they'll get over 500 this year. They're not going to be that same 7-19. and 19. Um, I, I'm going to go 10-6 and six for them, which would be a big leap for, you know, moving that to Vegas. That is a big now. leap. Be good – be good for the Raiders. Yeah, Be good for John Gruden. I'm not as convinced. I had him at uh, uh, eleven, or I'm sorry, five and eleven. Wow, wow. going um, back. I I think um, I well, I they drafted kind of strange. I don't, I'm not sure what Gruden's doing. I mean, I know Henry Ruggs is a great player, but um, probably not the first receiver I would have taken. Um, I think Mariota um could come in and start and maybe help them a little bit, but I, I don't think that they're going to have it. Yeah, I've got them going seven and nine. So, saying about where they are, uh, they're moving to Las Vegas. Um, they've got six kickoffs at 10 a.m. Pacific time, so what they're used to. So, I I think that definitely hurts. And new city, new locations, getting adjusted. So, I don't think um, – I think they'll stay about where they are. And then the Denver Broncos, 16-0, Drew Locke winning MVP, Super Bowl champion. That's just what's on the slate for this year for the Broncos. Yeah, right. I'm going 6-10. 6 6-10. Just for you, Braxton. You're yeah. joking. I had him at 7-9. Um, I know they added some weapons, um, you know, get Drew Locke in there a little bit, but I think I think they're building for the future, but I don't Come think on, we got Drew Locke, we got Jerry Judy, we got Gordon Sutton, we still got our defense, we lost Harris, but seven and nine, six and ten. I got nine I've got yep. nine and seven. Just for Drew Locke is three and one as a starter. <laughs> losing to Kansas City Great. We'll see during a after, blizzard. What's his record gonna be after four games? Lost to Kansas year. City during a blizzard. Like. So I guarantee he's not gonna be three and one after four games. I guarantee you will. This season. Tell you that. I'm with Matt. I'll take, I'll take the bet with Matt. <laughs> I've got at least I've got them with a winning record. Thanks, guys. All right, and then moving to the AFC. What team is it? What are they? What are the Colts in South? Yeah. All right. Colts. Philip Rivers uh, taking over a quarterback. I've got them going ten and six. Their first six of seven opponents missed the playoffs last year, so that's easy schedule. Get them up to ten and six with Philip Rivers. I got them at eight and eight. Uh, I think they're the third best team in their division. Um, I don't know if Philip Rivers is going to be the answer. I mean, he's super old. We've seen him struggle in um, 
San, San, well, San Diego. Yeah, and he always LA, has those back and forth um, years. So I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure that that was the right answer, at quarterback. So I don't. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eight and eight with you. I mean that. You know, it is Brissett still with them as a backup, or is he not on the roster? Honestly, I have no idea. I think they still have, I think they still have him. Um, right, yeah. Yeah, staying in that division, uh, last uh, schedule, Texans. I'm going 9-7, and seven, man. You lost the Hopkins. Bill O'Brien is still running that team. Nothing good happens with Bill O'Brien. And then um, seven ga- they have seven games against 2019 playoff teams. So it's going to be a tough schedule for them. I, I don't see them doing that well this year. Um, Deton Watson, a great quarterback, but – Bill O'Brien's still running the team. And I, I I so much agree with you. You know how much we've trashed Bill O'Brien. Um, I really want to say Aiden eight, but they've got Deshaun Watson. They're gonna be over five hundred, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you at that nine and seven. That team just Bill O'Brien should just be the coach and not the GM. And they've made some boneheaded moves in the last year. They're not honestly, I could even see the Titans coming away and winning that division, but Texans I, I think will be nine and seven. Yeah, I like nine and seven. Also, um, pretty much everything you guys said. They did sign um, Randall Cobb, I know, but they don't really have a number one receiver um, for Deshaun. So I think they're yeah, losing D Hop is uh, just remarkable. That's gonna hurt them so bad, in my opinion, at least. All right, so going through to the divisions, let's go. Who we have winning for each division? So AFC South, I've got the Colts winning. Yeah, Colts. Colts winning the South? Yes. Whoa. I think I think it's Tennessee. I think it's Tennessee or Texas or uh, Texans. And, and you want to go Texans, but they always let you down, and they're probably going to let you down down the stretch. Titans were fun to watch in the second half of the season. They really caught fire. Um, I don't see the Colts, though. Phillip Rivers, again, just doesn't like – he doesn't wow me. I mean, he's older, and we've seen what he can do, and I'm not really buying that he's going to make the Colts that much better. I can see Colts and Titans just flipping game for the division. I can see that. Yeah, I'm with Matt. I like the Titans. Um, Philip Rivers haters. I think uh, they were – yeah, I don't – he's old. Ryan Tannehill is going to make it. Yeah, it'll be fun to see if Tennessee can um, do what they did last year. All right, so the AFC North, I'm sure we've all got the Ravens winning this. Yeah. All right, the yeah, West, yeah. I've got the Broncos winning. No, I'm just kidding. I got Chiefs. Well, we just lost all our followers there, so <laughs> sorry about that. Chiefs <laughs> yeah, win. Yeah. All right, then the I East, the no more Patriots. The dynasty is over, so we got to go with Buffalo. Yeah, it's Bill. It's the Bills' division now, or it should be, if it all goes to plan. It'll be Bills. Yeah, I agree. They were good last year, and uh, I'm excited to see Stephon Diggs up there. Oh, yeah. so, uh, Buffalo as well. So, what are the odds that Tua can lead the Dolphins to division win? The division, the division win. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant one win in the division. That was probably a better conversation. I think we're going to see pigs fly or, you know, some other, you know, superstitious thing happen before we see Tua leading the Dolphins in his rookie year 
to a division title. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think if they can split with the Jets this year, then that's that's oh, a yeah. win for them <laughs> in the division. All right, NFC uh, North. I've got the Packers winning this one. You know, I don't say Bears. Oh, uh, what? Well, no, no, come on. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking between them and the Vikings. I mean, it'll probably be, it should probably be Green Bay. I mean, Vikings probably won't be as strong. I'll go Green Bay. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I, I, don't, I guess oh I'm going to like this. I like Chicago. <laughs> I think, um, I think, I think they're, they've been a good team um, with basically just a holiday quarterback. And obviously, Nick Foles is an outstanding quarterback, but I think he's, a lot better than Mr. Right, so you, Trubisky. I you think, think Nick Foles gets the start this year? Game this year? Um, maybe not to start the season, but I think at some point he's definitely going to take over. I think if if Trubisky struggles at all, the Chicago fans are going to be so loud about wanting to put Trubisky's Nick Foles. Trubisky's struggled really for the last two years or whatever. <laughs> and Marie, I got to ask you, if you are a Bears fan, you know, imagine being a Bears fan. I know that's tough. Uh, you know, for any Bears fan out there, um, how how like just disappointed are you going into the season knowing that Trubisky and Foles are your two quarterback <laughs> I mean, knowing that I passed on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes the year I drafted Trubisky, probably <laughs> probably pretty disappointed. That's it's not ideal, and it, it sucks because the rest of their team is good. They just don't have. So if you're a Bears the fan centerpiece. already, you should already be breaking out the kegs. Just start drinking because it's going to be a long season, right? <laughs> oh my! I, I think they make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Man. I mean, I have I have one in the north. I have of course, he's getting to your head, head isn't it. it? Oh my goodness! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Nick oh Foles has won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I guess you're right. Wow. But dang. <laughs> Playoffs for the Bears? Oh, my goodness. See about that one. All right, NFC South. Um, Bucks or Saints? I'm going Saints. Yeah, I'm going to go Saints, but that, that's going to be such a fun back and forth all season to watch. I think Saints edge that out, though. I'm going to go against the grain again. I like Tampa Bay. Um, I spoke about it earlier. I think their defense is kind of being um, – Slept on a little bit just with all the acquisitions they've made with Tom Brady and Gronk and the offensive firepower, but I think their defense is going to uh, be able to step yeah, up. Yeah, I want to count Tom Brady division. out. I want to say, get out of here. You're not winning anything anymore. But the he doesn't have Bill Belichick with him this year, <laughs> so it could be different, but it's still Tom Brady. Hopefully they don't win. I think the rest of America is just praying that Tom Brady is just done. That's what we were hoping for. But we'll see what happens. Tough division, so um, NFC West. Um, actually, I, I said I picked 49ers, but we got Seattle written down. Uh, mm, wow, uh, decisions. I'll go Seattle. Russell Wilson. I'm going to go 49ers. Yeah, I like San right, Francisco. And then NFC also. East. Um, easy choice. Um, New York Giants win this uh, division pretty handily. I'm um, going 15 and one. So, wow, <laughs> boys, all the way, baby. I don't, I don't even think you need to ask. 
I don't even think you need to ask. Yeah, me Cowboys that. win pretty handily. I I hope you guys Cowboys. get above eight and eight. I'm praying for you guys. I hope it works. I hope Dude, this I'm system. so pumped. Mike McCarthy's system. I'm excited. I am excited for this team. Stacked. And then Super Bowl projections. Uh, Reed, what are you thinking for the Super Bowl? Who do they the defeat? Do they win? Who do they beat? Let's, I got. Um, I know. I know. I'm a Cowboys fan. I might be a little biased, but I, I legitimately think that we have a shot to make a run. So I'm gonna go with it. I got Cowboys and Ravens. Um, Cowboys winning twenty seven. Cowboys fans always think you have a shot. <laughs> All right, Matt. Hey, uh, I mean, I'm saying Cowboys too. Oh my god! About. But I'm gonna go Cowboys Chiefs because that's the Super Bowl I want to see right there. All right, how bad do your Cowboys win, Matt? You know, it's, I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to say 35-28. Put that one in the books right there, baby. All right, then I'm going to go Broncos, I guess, like 55-10. <laughs> over the. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got the Saints uh, beating the Ravens, 27-26. to Yeah, there's no bias in that one, guys. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's our NFL schedule breakdown uh, predictions for this upcoming year. Uh, moving to On This Day in History, and then we'll talk some other sports news, some MLB. Uh, so 1969, um, comedy, comedy troupe Monty Python forms. Have you guys watched all the Monty Python movies? I have not. It's some great, it's some great comedy. I mean, I, I've watched them while I'm stuck in quarantine. They are great. British comedy is fun. And then 1994, um, Pulp Fiction premieres uh, in theaters. Then 1804, Lewis and Clark set out from St. Louis on their uh, voyage across America. Then we got some birthdays to give out. Uh, Yogi Berra, not the bear, but the baseball player. Uh, Homer Simpson, who turned 64 today. Uh, Stevie Wonder, George Lucas, and um, Dennis Rodman all have birthdays this week. So happy birthday to you guys. Nice. All right, make sure you're following us on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio at Burgers Brots, Spot, or Instagram and Twitter at Burgers Brots. Got some other uh, sports news to get into. Uh, golf matchup, May 24th. So uh, in a few weeks, in a few days, we got Tiger and Peyton versus Brady and Phil to raise money for charity um, for coronavirus Woods and Manning are favorites right now. I've, who do you guys got winning this? Are you guys excited to see these two duos play against each other? Yeah, it was fun watching Phil and Tiger there last time. I'm a fan of Lefty, so I got to go Phil. I'm going Phil and Brady. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not usually a huge golf guy, um, but I, I am excited just to see this. I think Peyton's going to be super entertaining. Uh, I don't know if you guys the saw they, they the, all did. the little. That was hilarious. With Ernie Johnson, but <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see him <laughs> hopefully talk trash the entire time. Um, yeah, Ty- I, I got Tiger Payton, Payton so winning, fun so. uh, to watch. His he has that show Peyton's Places, which is just really fun, um, so, uh, fun and entertaining to watch. But I'm glad this is the best duo because I'm two of my favorite athletes of all time are Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods, so this couldn't have been um, paired any better. And I hate Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Works perfect for me. 
So I'm going <laughs> Tiger and Manning in this one. Uh, we got some NCAA news. Uh, President Mark Emmert said um, no fall sports if um, campuses will be closed. Uh, so we'll see what happens. OU is um, right now going back to the fall, but we are expected to see a flare-up in coronavirus in the fall. So who knows what will happen. But for right now, most schools are planning on going back. Reed, Matt, or Reed, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, will there be sports in the fall? I I hope so. Um, I think that the country almost needs it. Um, I hope that if there is any way that they can play football, that they do, even if it's not with fans. I know that that's going to cost a lot of money. Um, but I just think – I know they've, they've been – there's been some talk about playing in the spring possibly, and I just think that that would not be a good idea. Um, I, don't, I Personally, if I was a first-round draft pick, I don't know how you guys feel, but if I'm if – I'm, a lock to go to the NFL. I'm not playing in the spring football season. Um, I would just set it out, and I think it's going to hurt the the product overall. Um, so I, I hope that they play in the fall, but I'm not super optimistic. Um, yeah, you so make a, you make a good point, Reed. I mean, especially players sitting out. You know, I didn't really think about that. That's a really good point. I'm with you. I hope it comes back in the fall. We need it. Uh, we need some sort of normalcy. Of course, yes, we need people to, to, you know, safety first, and we want everyone to stay healthy. And, you know, we just need a vaccine. We need this to be done. Um, but if there's a way they can play it safely, and if they didn't have to be fans, as long as we can get TVs there and we can watch it, you know, um, you know, get the crew, TV crew there, I'm fine with that because we just need some normalcy back in our lives. Yeah, um, Dr. Fauci came out today and said there should be a vaccine in a few or maybe towards the end of um, winter so uh, or fall. So hopefully that gets here. But I, I, I just don't know, Matt. Me and you have contemplated this um, since quarantine, all of our podcasts in the last few months. And our answer is just we don't know. Um, I think some sports will return, but I don't know if they'll allow some too because you've got some that are just so hands-on and – um, you're um, up next against everyone, but I, who knows? I right now, yeah, it's coming back, but we'll see what happens in the coming months. Um, probably they're not going to decide for another month or so, for certain. I think it's going to be be important for the NCAA. I think if if there's an opportunity to play with no fans and they pass it up, it's going to look really bad on them um, because. You know, they, their whole thing is that they're for the athletes. And if if the athletes can play and, um, you know, have a chance to get film out and stuff, and they don't let them do that um, so that they that can is, That is kids, a good point. Um, look, so. they should, do you think they should let the athletes decide um, if they should play or not or what happens? Um, I think that they should definitely have a say in it. Um, but like I said, I think a lot of them will take – say into their own hands regardless of what um, the NCAA does if if they do move it to spring I I could see a situation where a lot of guys don't play especially if they're planning on playing another season on time in the fall of 2021 um, so I hope that, that doesn't happen but I could yeah see hopefully it, we'll know more uh, in the coming months like uh, but for right now who knows what's going to happen then we got um, Tua's younger brother I don't even it's Tulia uh, something like it's to uh Talia. He entered the Talia. transfer portal. Talia. Transfer portal. 
um, and is leaving Alabama. So he was probably going to be the backup um, to Jones uh, and Bama. So we'll see where he goes. Um, guys, Reed, have any yeah. thoughts? Anyone where he lands? Oklahoma? I have no clue. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, this actually uh, – no, uh, this actually does uh, play into Oklahoma a little bit. I don't know if you guys are up on recruiting, but the, the top quarterback in the 21 class is Caleb Williams, and he has a, uh, narrowed down to Maryland and OU, and uh, one of the favorites to get um, oh. to his little brother was Maryland. So maybe if, if they can lure him there, then OU can secure a, a good command at quarterback for um, the future. and kind of save their draft or their recruiting class. That'd be huge. ranked pretty low right now. So NBA uh, timeline. Um, we um, Woj talked to um, Silver and no timetable yet, but they don't need to decide till June, uh, mid-June. Uh, and there's no guarantee that um, fans can return, even though uh, apparently fans make up 40% of the revenue. So uh, NBA definitely needs their fans. And then some facilities have opened um, up already this last few, uh, last week. Uh, Barkley came out and said they should scrap the season. You've got mixed reactions everywhere. Uh, Matt, what do you think they should do? I mean, I want the season back as much as anybody. Um, you know, I want to see how it was going to end out. Um, but, the, you know, again, player safety is the number one thing. I mean, safety – two of the coaches you got a lot of older coaches in the league I mean in staff so you want to make sure that they don't get sick and then you know anything happens to them uh, I hope we get NBA back even if we don't have to have fans the rest of the way and even in the playoffs as awkward as that would be um, I just want to finish this season I think it's fine if the players were to you know match up against each other um, you know because you wouldn't have anybody else in the in the stands uh, or in the arenas I hope we get the season back, but again, it's got to come down to safety and, and, and health. And, uh, you know, again, we have no answer. We have no timeline and you can only stretch this out so far. I mean, if we're getting closer to August and we haven't resumed, then they may just better cancel it and then go with that new plan of starting the new NBA season on Christmas day. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I know you have to err on the side of caution, um, but last time I was on here, I predicted that LeBron was going to come in and win the, the title, and I, I hope that he has an opportunity to, to compete at least. Um, I know I saw a possible plan to play um, all the playoff games in Las Vegas, so I don't know if, if they moved forward any with that or what's going on there, but I hope that um, the season doesn't – uh, end without a um, yeah I really like the Vegas or they were even talking about doing it at Disney World um, playing the games at World St- ESPN World Studios so I hope they do one of those I think they can um, do that um, just no fans do them in those ballrooms or whatever I think it's definitely possible and if you limit the series um, you just start the playoffs immediately you limit the first round to what best out of five and then uh, do best out of seven on out but I think it's definitely possible. And I want to see LeBron get his fourth ring. Yes. And then Matt, um, got some MLB to give us? MLB talk? Yeah, so real quick. So MLB on Monday, the owners sent out, they approved a proposal to get the season back on track early July. 
Um, what this proposal includes is, you know, it's about the money. That would be a 50-50 revenue split with the players. However, it, the MLB uh, Players Association, I think, is going to reject this. In fact, um, Scott Boris, one of the, you know, the big agents in, in the game, um, was kind of telling the players to reject this. Um, some of the things that, well, real quickly, too, another uh, Washington Nationals pitcher, Sean Doolittle, um, had a big uh, Twitter thread yesterday that he posted about, you know, that health and safety need to be the number one priority, that you need to guarantee that you can get health protections for players, families, stadium, staff, workers, things like that. What this proposal would include, it would expand the playoffs instead of having five, you know, your three division winners, your two wild cards from each uh, league. It would be seven per league, so to expand it to 14 playoff teams, it would be an 82-game season. It would uh, you could have play in your home stadium as long as local state governments, you know, have those, you know, remove those restrictions that you can actually play and it's safe. There would be a second spring training that would start in June. There would be a universal DH. Um, one big thing, too, was the changing of the schedule. So, for example, if you, you know, Braxton or use your Yankees. In the AL East, you would play all your teams in the AL East, and then you would also play all the teams in the NL East, and those would be the only 10 teams you would play all season. So it would be geographically, and then the rosters would expand to 30, 30-man roster with an upward up to 50 players, kind of having a taxi system to call up, you know, bring in players as needed. It is a uh, lot of changes. A lot of people saying this is a kind of the season to try out some new things. Um, I don't know, you know, Reed, I don't know if, you know, big fan of uh, the universal DH at all. I'm not. I'm old school. I like having National League where you pitchers bat. I think that's cool to see. But this is kind of a really big mess. I mean, I'm all for starting the season. I'm for a shorter season. But some of these things, um, you know, I don't know what to think about. You know, this is a lot of change for just to finish out a season. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed weird to me that they were only going to play – teams in two divisions i don't know and i think geographically just so people aren't traveling i guess as you know all over the country i mean it's still you know for example if you're looking like from for the texas rangers you're playing the al west well okay the other three you know teams except the astros are in california and then you're playing the nl west well california i mean that's that'd be traveling from texas to california unless you're playing the astros it's still a lot of jump in um I like or about well they the teams do have their own plane so um and they don't I don't get the reasoning behind why they were just playing two divisions if you got your own planes you go to the hotel you have it all clean everything you only go from the hotel to the stadium um and then you make sure all the food's sanitized and everything so I don't get the reason behind that one as much but uh, I do like all the ideas of trying new things um it's the season to experiment um, which I agree with, and I I do think that seasons need to be shorter. I the seasons do not need to be what? How long are they? A hundred and what? How many games? That is just way too many games. So you're looking at an NBA schedule. They could probably do more than eighty-two, maybe a hundred. I mean, that's still a lot, but that's way less than one hundred and sixty. But yeah, I think they need to shorten their schedule for sure. I think it's time for that. And then Universal DH, Matt, I'm disagreeing with you at. They need to make it fair for the whole league. Um, and you shouldn't rely on your pitcher in the bottom of the ninth in, like, a World Series to go 
um, hit a dinger <laughs> uh, to win. Well, I mean, if you're in that situation, you're probably going to bring someone off the bench. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Most yeah. likely. Right. Yeah, you got me there. And, yeah, I mean, when you think about when you go to the World Series, you play a National League Park, so you just got to – you just got to suck it up. And that strategy, it's all about strategy. You got an AL strategy, and then you play. I mean, there's a lot of small ball in the National League ballparks. And that's the fun of it. That's the strategy behind baseball. But that's my opinion. Yeah, I'm not as much of a, a purist, I guess. I agree with Braxton. I think um, maybe, I don't know. I haven't looked into it a lot. Is there an option to where you could have a DH or let your pitcher hit if you wanted to do that? Like, have they tried I to think it's, it's purely go that route? Just a universal DH if, if you know, the Players Association agrees on this proposal, which it sounds like they're going to reject. But when if they ever come to an agreement, maybe, you know, the universal DH might be something that will probably Matt, be that's in there. Like, that's three automatic outs, right? Any game, really, with your pitcher? There – yeah, I mean, it's three automatic out. Very, or, or pretty much in in a way. There's only a few of them, you know, that you can think of that could hit, you know, the home run or can actually get on base, you know, fairly, you know, uh, some of the time. But mostly it is on Mac out or a sacrifice bunt. But that's again the strategy, kind of behind the small ball. Any more MLB, Matt? That's all, all I got. All right, for so hope. Hopefully that returns soon. Uh, I just need some sports. Anyways. All right, but um, we retreated to some sports every Sunday night. Um, MJ documentary, episode seven and eight aired um, Sunday. Only one more week of The Last Dance. It's gone by pretty fast. Um, in the episodes, Jordan retires after um, his first three-peat after the passing of his father. Um I didn't know this, but during the documentary, it said um, they already considered MJ the GOAT um, after his first retirement. So that was pretty interesting Interesting to watch or hear. Did you guys watch any of the last dance? Have you guys been keeping up? As always, I'm still behind catching up. So uh, <laughs> I've been I've been watching every week. Um I am sad it's coming to an end. It's one of the only things I'm able to look forward to uh, during quarantine is I know Sunday night uh, I'll be able to watch this documentary. What are your but biggest yeah, takeaways I, from I, um, Sunday night? It. Um, I think that me for me being younger, I was always one to argue for LeBron. But the more I watch this, I think Jordan is the GOAT. But um, – I think the documentary shows that he's human in a lot of ways that people didn't discuss. Um, you know, you see him breaking down and crying at the end of uh, episode eight. And then also, you know, he just talked about how how much stress there was being Jordan. And I wonder if if the greatness and the accolades and everything are worth being almost – immortal in a bad way if that makes sense to where people don't think of you as a person um it won't give you space like it really was um telling to me the i talked about it when he cried uh, at the end of episode eight and he was just bawling and there's like five cameras in there um i don't know about you guys but i wouldn't i don't i don't think i can yeah, do that yeah to be constantly no, in the tough. public eye 
you have no privacy. You, you trade away that uh, for the success and all that public image. Yeah, I mean, it's you don't have any privacy at all. I mean, your life's an open book, and um, you, 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 do, you do lose a part of your life for that success and that fame. And I, I'm sure that can be very tough. I mean, as as seen with MJ, I mean, it's can play a big role. Matt, so as a baseball stan, who who's better all time, Michael Jordan or Tim Tebow? Oh gosh, man! Oh, I'm still hoping Tebow makes it to the majors. They so said, ask me in a year. Uh, one of the guys <laughs> said MJ would have been in the majors um, his second year. But yeah, it's shocking. So if they MLB doesn't have that lockout. LeBron yeah. or uh, Michael Jordan never goes back to play basketball, probably, or at least not for a few more years when he's out of his prime. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know you didn't watch it, Matt. But uh, what's his name? He was with. He was oh, the manager for yeah, the Francona. Yeah, the Indians now. Um, Francona. Yeah, he was. He was his um, his minor league manager, and he was talking about how if if he had had another wow. year, he would have been, been a cool major to see. league guy. I know. That would have been cool to see. And another um, interesting – or something interesting from the documentary, um, Jordan won his fourth title on Father's Day, which um, his first title after coming back and then after losing his dad. So um, that was really sad to see. You see him on the floor crying um, after that, after he wins. And then you have Steve Kerr apologizing apologizing for getting punched in the face by Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I never realized how big of an asshole. Well, I did it out. I'm good. sorry. I don't know if I was supposed to say <laughs> say that on your podcast, but um, okay. <laughs> he he was a terrible person almost when it came to playing basketball. No, like, he, he was a no regard for anyone he was else. A terrible teammate. I mean, a great teammate in trying to get you better, but like, like yeah. I just bad. Like a, you don't want to be around him when you're playing basketball at all. Exactly. And when the guys are talking about him, I don't think many of them. Um, obviously, yeah. there's a few exceptions, but I don't think a lot of his mm-hmm. teammates really liked him. I don't him think they personally did. like. I mean, looking back, they're like, "Yeah, he made me so much better." But that's what we all do when we look back at something. Like I hated it, but he made me better. I saw something on um, Twitter that uh, said if Jordan would have got therapy, he, won't, he would have only averaged four points a game. So, <laughs> that's, it's crazy. He could have just anything, and it made him want to kill you. Like I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, I mean, I, yeah. obviously it worked for him, but it, it is almost – psychopathic that I know they talked about the one thing he made up something that um the guy from Washington had said to him yeah, to motivate said, him for the next game after he said he put his arm around me in 35 Mike. like how does that make you want to kill him next game <laughs> I don't understand Mike yeah so it's interesting and it would have been one thing if it had really happened, but he made it up. I just don't understand. Yeah, Matt, so the dude why, on the Wizards or the Bullets, so terrible. I forgot his name. It wasn't B.J. Armstrong. Um, I forgot his name. But he dropped 37 on Mike's head one night. And then Michael Jordan was like, um, he told this story about how the dude put his arm around him and said, good game, Mike. So Michael was going to um, destroy him next game. And he dropped 36, so one point under – 
um, what the other dude, but Michael Jordan dropped 36 in the first half on what the other guy did in the, the <laughs> game. So, yeah, dude found any motivation nice. at all. So sad, only one more week of the NJ documentary, The Last Dance, but it's been fun four weeks so far. So moving into our final segment, who would you share a burger and brought with uh, All-Star? For the first time ever, renewable energy has surpassed coal um, every day for an entire month. So um, it's likely likely power generation from renewable could surpass coal on fired um, production by the end of the year. So that's good. Uh, news for the earth, baby, Mother Nature. Uh, Reed, who you got for your burger and brat? Uh, I'm going to give mine to Mike Tyson. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen. He's been training on social media, posting videos. And then in the most recent one, he, he ended it by saying that he's back, um, which I'm excited. I never really got to see him fight in his prime. Um, I know he's gotten – I found um, – so uh, he got an offer for a million dollar fight in Australia and then um, a bare knuckle uh, fighting um, league, I guess, or federation offered him $20 million to do a fight, um, which I don't know. I would who for $20 million. Would get into the ring bare knuckles <laughs> with Mike Tyson. But <laughs> I, I don't know if $20 million is worth my life because I think t- bare knuckles might kill you. But. <laughs> I, I'm excited to see. He looks really good. Um, he's 53, and he looks like he could, he could get in the ring with anybody. Um, Tyson Fury's dad also called him out. So that would be kind of cool to see. Um, I know he boxed back in the day. Um, I've been so seeing uh, trending on, on Twitter. I'm going to go see C.C. Sabathia. I don't know if you've seen the picture of him. Uh, he has lost a lot of weight, um, and he is he's been working out and. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible because we all know Sabathia when he's pitching for the Yankees. He's a big guy, um, but he has lost a lot of weight, and that's been circulating on Twitter. I thought that's pretty cool to see. Uh, Sabathia seems like he's doing really well. So that's, that's you have to send that to me, Matt. I haven't with. seen that. Yeah, uh, Reed, I thank you for um, joining us today, um, breaking down NFL teams. Uh, your Cowboys will go 8-8 eight eight next year. <laughs> we'll see. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, on Twitter at Burgers Brots. Make sure you listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio at Burgers and Brats. Matt and I, thanks for listening. Stay safe.